0: Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88. Right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network. This is The Breakfast Show, positively different radio in the morning. And you are with Lyle and...
1: Gemma, good morning.
0: Gemma, how are you this morning?
1: Good, how are you? Amazing. I'm at, you've, oh, my Just answers amazing. are so not exciting enough. You're like, how are you? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Because I'm, I'm good. I oh, know, yeah, what's but wrong? Like, Man, your answer's like, amazing, fantastic, awesome. I've got to come up with some better adjectives. But Gemma, Gemma, you, you yes. just, you just
0: life is amazing. Life is awesome. God is still on his throne.
1: That's true. It hasn't changed since yesterday.
0: And he is. He's. And he still rules in heaven. He still rules on earth and he still rules in
1: our hearts. I think I needed that reminder this morning. Ask me Good. the question again. Okay.
0: Gemma. How are you this morning?
1: Fantastic, Lyle! Everything is great! Why are
0: you fantastic this morning?
1: Because Jesus rules!
0: Amen. Praise God. Life is good. What are you particularly thankful for this morning?
1: I really, really, really love my new house. Oh! It's great. We will have to come and visit. You will definitely have to come and visit. We're going to have to have a housewarming party at some point. Yes! we have no furniture, so we're going to wait until we pick up some furniture from some op shops and then maybe we'll have people over. Why? There's, Why? There's no furniture. <laughs> and? Have you
0: ever heard of, you know, having like 20 people sitting around on the floor, backs to the walls, everybody, you <laughs> know, played food in the lap, having a good time.
1: It's the best housewarming ever. All right, done.
0: Okay. All right, it's going to happen. We'll make it happen. Yeah, it's going to happen. Let's give, out, uh, <laughs> let's give out Gemma's new address on air right now. No, 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 <laughs> no, <invite everybody> no, <laughs>
1: Quick! What are you thankful uh, for? I'm thankful
0: for I'm I'm thankful that um, I can get I can come to your house for a housewarming oh, party. Oh, there it is! There it is! There it is!
1: Now it absolutely has to happen.
0: <laughs> See, i have there's uh, there's a method to my um, madness, my conniving here this morning. Mm. I've just got myself an invite, free invite for free food at Gemma's place. Also, so.
1: now I have to supply food for this party too. Oh yeah! But, but, it's not a party without food, I suppose. That's right. But, All right, then. It just goes without saying, doesn't it?
0: We're going to look at uh, some responses in New Zealand to the upcoming anniversary of the mosque attack that on takes place on March 15. We're going to look at some very controversial legislation that Vladimir Putin is putting into the Russian constitution, mind you.
2: Hallelujah, oh. satisfies my longings through his blood
0: Chelsea Moon with the Franz Brothers. You're listening to Faith FM. We're about to start with our quiz. Gemma, what do you got for us?
1: Today's quiz is a what am I quiz. And the first clue is Joseph, who is Jacob's son, collected all of this that was found in Egypt and Canaan.
0: Where? Well, that's going to depend on what translation you're using. But I'm going to go with this. Hang on,
1: wait. The winning streak is over.
0: Oh, okay. Well, we'll see.
1: What do you mean? No, no, no. No, yesterday. Uh-uh. Okay, hang on a second. Yesterday, you got it in like four words. Day before that, you got it in within the first okay, five read, words. Read, read that clue you read again. You had the whole first clue and you got it wrong. Read me that clue again. officially read over. Read
0: me that clue again.
1: Okay, fine. Joseph, Jacob's son, collected all of this that was found in Egypt and Canaan.
0: Hmm. I
1: still
0: think I'm right. <laughs> no,
1: you're not. I'm
0: so excited. I think I'm right.
1: Whatever I think you are.
0: Anyway, we're going to move on with the positively different news.
1: I have another really cool story. Okay. So, I love Instagram. I'm, I'm, a big, I'm a big Instagram user. I probably use Instagram more than I use Facebook or any other social media platform. And it's cool because it actually can influence a lot. And I've got two little stories today about things that have been influenced by the power of Instagram. Uh, and the first one actually is uh, a story about a couple who live in china um and they recently celebrated chinese new year in fact that was actually a little while ago it's a couple of weeks ago middle of february is chinese new year so they recently celebrated that um and for their jobs they actually sell um things for chinese new year like the um the flyers and the banners and you know they do food and other things like that um But um, the wife of uh, this couple, uh, she's actually a Christian, and she decided that this year she wanted to try something different because Chinese New Year, obviously there's a lot of cultural things in there that they celebrate, and she was like, well, why can't I celebrate um, Jesus as well? Like, why can't I put Jesus in my Chinese New Year, basically? So what her and her husband have started doing um, in their decorations and things that they're selling um, is putting scripture and different Bible verses and images of um, the cross and little – um, yeah, they've got one banner that uh, has Christ is the head of the home. So when they when they advertise, typically what you would do in the Chinese tradition for New Year is you would place these red banners at the front of your house or around your door, um, and it's to kind of symbolise, you know, every time you walk into your house, it's the, the beginning of something new, you know, the entry into your yeah. New Year kind of thing. So they would put these banners up everywhere, um, and they've actually, yeah, like embroidered these different banners with different Bible verses and things like that, but one in particular... Um, when they were praying about whether or not this was a wise idea, whether or not they should be, you know, publicly selling and proclaiming Christianity in that way, they started praying about what Bible verses, you know, would be appropriate to know, not get uh, in too much trouble because obviously they're also running a business so they need to still sell these and make money to support themselves. So they're running a business and they started praying about what verse they would use and one of the verses that they came up with um, which they said was an answer to their prayer specifically, was Psalm 121, verse 8, which says, the Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in. Oh, nice. From this time forth and for forevermore. So they put that verse um, on these banners and these, uh, yeah, flyers that they, they hang and decorate around their houses and specifically on the front doors um, in the hopes that they would sell. And surprisingly they did they did very very well to the point of they published it on their social media page for their tiny little shop in the middle of some tiny little town in the middle of china and it went gangbusters it went nuts they sold (laughs) heaps and it's um just come up as a bit of a viral sensation now um of course china's getting a lot of attention for some other negative reasons at the moment but yeah it was a really good to see something
0: very positive happening involving the word of god in china
1: yeah, it was pretty amazing.
0: That's awesome. What else is happening on the? What was it? Instagram. We're talking about
1: Instagram. Amazing, amazing. Yeah, things yeah, happen yeah, yeah, on yeah. I, can, I
0: I read this story as well. This is an awesome story. Isn't
1: this so cool?
0: This is a cool story.
1: Yeah. So there's this 13 year old boy named Callum, and he was he loves reading books, mm-hmm. right? Which is a little bit not normal for 13 year olds today. Majority it's of 13 awesome year olds today. It's awesome. a 13 year old. I used so to love good. reading
0: books when I was 13. I was. I, when I was 13, I used to be a. A weirdo nerd because I used to read like all kinds of history and stuff.
1: That doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> I was like I want to hear more about Lyle as a thirteen-year-old, but actually, I've, yeah, it's probably just when I was thirteen. I
0: think when I was thirteen, I was reading Greek history. When I was wow. in primary school, I was reading uh, British medieval history. What? Um, but
1: ach- yeah, okay. See, this is why you all have to stick around for the encounter with God Bible study because it's always <laughs> amazing because you have so much history that you pack into it. It's incredible, but. Anyway, so Callum, 13-year-old boy, made an Instagram account um, to kind of publish photos and stories about what he has been reading and And the books he enjoys Yeah, and and reviews these books. And he posts, you know... um, I went and checked out his Instagram and there's a lot of cool stuff and he's got a lot of followers now. But anyway, so... um, That's what he was doing, something that he loved, something he had a passion for, and he was sharing it on Instagram. Um, Except the problem was he was getting bullied at school for that.
0: Yes. So there was a group chat that was set up Mm. uh, specifically to target him. He was tagged into the group chat so he could read what was being said, but he couldn't contribute in any way. Mm. And it was just basically smashing him as being a weirdo, nerd. What kind of a loser is this guy? He reads books. Yeah, like, who? You know, a 13-year-old kid in their right his, reads books? He doesn't have his head buried in a screen and rotting his brain on computer games. He reads books, so he must be a complete loser, right? Mm. So this was this was what was happening. And, of course, it was devastating for
1: him. But, you know, go on with the story. What happened? Uh Callum obviously told his mother about what was going on. The fact that, you know, he was being extremely bullied and added to this really, group really, chat and you, you couldn't read do the, anything. You and... read the
0: comments being made, they were nasty stuff.
1: Yeah, so... Uh, basically, his uh, sister um, made a post... And said, I can't believe how awful the kids are. My little brother has made an Instagram reviewing and talking about books. Um, and they've been added to a group chat. So, basically, she's just put up a random post, you know, yep. saying, I'm really sad doing? for my brother who, you know, is yeah, going been through a bullying. Sister. And, yeah. Um, except that kind of went a little bonkers then. It kind of went a little viral because of the wonder of Instagram. Um, and Callum's Instagram page actually started getting a lot more followers.
0: At last count, what was it, 86,000 followers?
1: (laughs) Huge, huge numbers. So, um, not only was he getting followers for other, you know, book nerds alike who were like, yeah, I can, you know, understand where you're coming from. Like, I read books, I've been bullied for it. Like, you know, I really want to follow your account and see what you do. But not only was he getting followers, um, you know, in friends of support, uh, other book lovers who wanted to support him, he also began to get responses from bookstores. Yes offering to
0: send him free books free books to read and review
1: and authors started following him and he got a number of authors sent a number him number of his favorite authors yeah, that's it. that
0: he had posted on sent him signed copies of their books
1: yeah cuz he'd like tag the authors and tag the book and the you know the company and all that kind of thing when he put up his post so that people could you know see yeah. if he gets some attention but obviously it didn't get anywhere he had like 39 followers but now that he's you know into the thousands these big book companies and authors are seeing uh, what he had posted before and have heard about this story and what has happened and how he's blown up into a viral sensation. So now they're contacting him and sending him messages going, hey, I'll send you free signed copies of my book if you'd like.
0: And so he's instantly become a social media influencer. Yep. Um, <laughs> so here, the, here you've got all of these all of these kids in his class that think like, oh, he's so old old fashioned. He's, he's, he's reading books and now he's a social media influencer of... Um, You know, pretty epic proportions. Mm.
1: He also, something I thought was really cool, he did a review of Romeo and Juliet, in which he says on his Instagram post that it was one of his favourite Shakespeare plays, and the Global Theatre offered him tickets to go and see the show. There you go, free tickets. Free tickets too. So not only has it been limited to books and free copies of books and entrances to bookstores and things like that, but to the point where he's receiving free tickets... To go see his favourite play. Is, this, is, this is one of in- my
0: favourite stories that I've seen just, you know, any time recently. This is just so awesome. As, because sometimes you just despair. is like there are no kids out there that actually read books anymore. Do they not know what paper is anymore? Mm. And to find a kid that does and is doing really well at it and is getting so much support for it. I'm like, go for this kid, you know, just go for it.
1: He said, yesterday I had 39 followers and now I have more than 85,000. It's bizarre, but nice to know that people still care. Yes. Amazing.
0: Imagine if your Instagram account <laughs> went from 35 to 86,000 nice. in 24 hours. That would be a bit of a shock. Guys, go situation.
1: follow me on Instagram.
0: <laughs> okay, so what's this guy's name?
1: Callum. Oh, you mean like his Instagram? We'll get back to that.
0: Okay. All right. This is Sandra Enderman with so many books. Looks like our producer is on fire this morning.
3: return full overflowing and so we must love
0: guys that was Sandra Entman with so many books you're listening to the breakfast show and we were just checking during the song break and Carl, at the last count uh, what did we, start we started off with yesterday has started off with 35 uh, 39 followers yep and uh, as of the latest account it was what 335 thousand we just looked it up followers yeah he
1: had a bit of a jump on instagram
0: <laughs> so this guy's a major a major social media influence i don't think he's going to have to um i think he's got his his uh his career
1: set for be, him for the next little while i think he'll be busy reading i don't think he'll ever be bored again
0: he'll be busy reading doing reviews and uh people will be appreciating what he's doing so that's um yeah that's just a, a positive news right there okay uh quiz clue for our quiz
1: I'm super excited that you haven't gotten it yet, because you know what that means?
0: I don't know that I haven't, but anyway, go ahead. You read. have
1: not gotten it, but that means the double prices are up for grabs. Oh, they are
0: too. 1-800-324-843 or 1-800-FAITH-FM is the number to call if you know the answer to this clue, or text us on 0491 669.
1: You've got about 30 seconds to do so because I'm about to give the next clue. And if you get the next clue after this, which uh, I reckon you might, the next clue is the Pharisees loved this. Oh, he's shocked. Look at that face. Oh, he's perplexed, puzzled. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, there you go double prizes, but you could still get a prize. Okay. Let's. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I've got to tell them what the prize is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How are they going to know what they're going to call up for if I don't tell them what the prize is? The prize is a book, Prayer Boot Camp Training, Ivor Myers. It's going to be a a cool book.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Ivor Myers (laughs) is excellent material. Okay, so uh, Corona Daily Update. Um, The government has advised us here in Australia to put in uh, two weeks' supply of uh, food and essentials. They haven't advised us that we need more than that, but they've said two weeks, which has resulted in mass panic buying all over the place, with people being absolute idiots and buying like uh-huh. three shopping trolleys full of toilet paper. You saw I'm that like, too. I'm wondering, <laughs> what on earth are you thinking? I was it's like.
1: I was at Woolworths seriously? last night. Oh, yeah? There is nothing, okay? The whole store, <laughs> all I needed was milk, okay? I was there for milk, but the whole store is practically empty. The toilet paper aisle, nothing. Like, the whole shelves completely empty. Well, Kleenex
0: uh, has gone into 24-hour production to try and keep up with demand. It's like, why do people have such a panic over toilet paper? You know, you can live. You can survive. You won't die. You might be uncomfortable. You might be thinking you're living in a third-world country, but you won't die if you don't have toilet paper.
1: Whereas, I would recommend you know, dying food, by maybe? Food, maybe <laughs> non-perishable items,
0: toilet paper. But anyway, toilet paper is where the big run has been, and uh, yeah, I'm just I, I'm just kind of staggered by that. But anyway, okay, so uh, they the estimates have come out as to uh, the effect of coronavirus here in Australia, a low end epidemic. They're expecting twenty one thousand deaths. Um, if it equals the epidemic of the Spanish flu, they're expecting 96,000 deaths here in Australia. Uh, low end, $3.56 trillion off the world economy, economy $14 trillion if it's high end, um, $157 billion off the Australian economy. So rather expensive uh, disease right there. Um, in China, if uh, it continues to follow, say, Spanish flu, um, projections, but they're looking at 12.57 million deaths. Wow. And in the USA, 1.06 million deaths. Wow, hectic. If this follows the pattern of Spanish flu. So we need to continue to do what we can to slow down the spread of the virus. Uh, some of the things that uh, have... The other thing that is, has really disappeared off the shelves, of course, is disinfectant. Mm-hmm. So toilet paper and disinfectant is what people are buying. I would be buying food. That's definitely the direction that I would go. But Costco has put limits on. Uh, <coughs> Costco has put limits on the amount of toilet paper that any one person can buy at any wow, time because wow. it was just getting stupid. And I do need to point out, in fact, producer Shell just pointed out that, you know, Gemma, if you don't buy food, mm-hmm. you're not going to need toilet paper. Because the need for toilet paper is produced by the use of food.
1: I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, yeah. I mean, logically that makes sense. But the world is a funny place.
0: It's a hilarious place. Wow. Okay, so we did say that we're going to talk about Vladimir Putin, and this is a much more serious um, story. And he's bringing in constitutional changes. So not just legislation. This is constitution. He's going right to the top. And so basically what he's doing is setting up a Russia for the future. Okay. Because if you bring in, you know, this law, that law, the other, the next person comes in and just change it, mm. it's much, much more difficult to actually change the constitution of a country. Mm. And within that constitution, he has placed a mention of God. Wow. And so the heritage of Russia, and, and, and it's a mention of, you know, the heritage of Russia is a is a country that historically has, you know, been... Orthodox Russian Christian, mm. and so he's mentioned that, I guess, somewhere in the preamble or something or other. The very significant one <coughs> is that he, is, he has enshrined heterosexual marriage. Really? As a part of the Russian constitution. Uh, stating that Western willingness to embrace homosexuality and gender fluidity is out of step with Russian values.
1: Is it legal there? Like homosexual marriage guess, is legal there?
0: No. Ooh. No. So um, homosexuality, the practice thereof, was illegal until 1993. It was considered to be a mental illness until 1999. Wow. Um, it is still only legal for heterosexual couples to adopt Um, It is illegal to promote gender fluidity and homosexuality to minors in Russia, Hmm. which, of course, has been used, which is a law that has been used to shut down gay pride marches marches and those kinds of uh, things. Yep. And so uh, he has formally stated that uh, same-sex marriage will not take place while he is in power. Hmm. Now he's putting it in the Constitution so that it will extend long past his tenure um, in in power there in Russia.
1: yeah, it's difficult to change, yeah, and I think
0: that um, <clears throat> you know this is this is a very challenging subject, I understand that it's challenging, but at the same time, the purpose of marriage and the reason that government is involve, involves itself with marriage in the first place is because the role of government is to build strong societies.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There is no research that has ever taken place that has demonstrated any other uh, environment other than a, a heterosexual couple set of parents with the biological father and the biological mother present, all research has indicated that this is the ideal way for building strong and resilient children. Mm. And so when you legislate, and this is one of the problems I have with the legislation we have here in Australia, when you legislate to create families that by definition do not contain biological parents, you are legislating for a a family that is going to have a less effective um, role in raising children. Mm. And if the government is going to involve itself in marriage in an effort to build strong society, then they should be building strong society. And that's, that's what Vladimir Putin is doing here. And so on that basis, and this is just my opinion, I support his moves in that direction. I think it is good for building strong society. And historically, we know that this is the case. We've got thousands of years of history to be able to go back and to study the results of these things. And we know that when uh, sexuality, you know, sexual... boundaries break down within a society that that society collapses within three generations. Mm. You know, we've seen this over and over and over and over. There's so many uh, examples of it down through history. We know this is as a fact, and yet we do the same thing over and over and over again. Anyway, that was uh, a big story. I had a bunch of other stories here, Um, but we're kind of running a little bit short on time. And so... I think we'll just move on with uh, our next song. This is uh, the Riverside Gospel Group, My Lord, What a Morning.
4: My Lord.
0: That was the Riverside Gospel Group with my Lord What I'm Mourning. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. We're about to have another clue for our quiz. Go for it, Gemma.
1: The next clue is Paul says some people eager to have this have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs.
0: Okay, what is this? If you know what this is, 1-800-324-843 is the number to call. That is 1-800-FAITH-FM or text us on 491 64 669 with your answer. Okay, we have uh David helped joining us on the phone this morning for his weekly uh segment on emotional health and we have been talking about uh the causes of depression and how to how to deal with that. David, as we begin today, I'm wondering whether you can just give us a quick recap of what we spoke about last week.
5: Let me go. Good morning to everyone. Uh, let me go back to, to the week before. We spoke about major depression and we identified that in, in the DSM-5, which is the psychiatric Bible, there are nine major categories or symptoms that points to depression. And if you've got five out of that nine, that you would be uh, battling with major depression if you've got um less than that you you battling with minor depression on the way to major depression but last week we took a new focus and that is what would happen if we could identify causes to depression and in other words change our lifestyle to address the causes and i spoke last week about dr neil nedley that has done uh, some significant research in this area where he identified over 100 causes to depression but as you, as you started to categorize them he discovered that there are 10 major categories that leads to depression and out of that 10 you need at least 4 to be active in your life before you will become depressed for people that are extremely sensitive 3 of those categories active in your life before you will become depressed for people that are more robust 5 and uh, we uh, identified the first two uh, last week as having no control over that. In other words, our genetics, if my first line of family members all battled with depression, most probably I would carry the the, the gene uh, that um, would lead to depression. Uh, but if that is the only one, I would not become depressed. Why? Because I need at least four uh, of, of those categories in place the second one is our development in other words if a major traumatic event, child sexual abuse or those kind of traumatic events happen in your life then you might also uh, battle uh, with a second category in terms of depression but even if those first two are in place you will not become depressed because you need at least another one if you are extremely sensitive. More generally, we need four of them in place. So we identified the third one as developmental, and that's where we stopped because I raised the issue of do I exercise at least five days a week from 30 minutes to to an hour each day? Well, there was in this category a component that I'd left out, and that is water intake, which is also part of our lifestyle. Um, and, and that is, do I take in about 30 milliliters of water per kilogram of body weight? So, so,
0: um, so give me that formula again. That was 13.
5: 30, three zero. 30? 30 milliliters per kilogram of body weight.
0: Okay, that's so a significant if, amount of water. Now, so, so what you're saying is that simply drinking water is a way of staving off depression?
5: Well, 80% of our body and our brain is made up out of water. And most of us live uh, in a dehydrated state, and therefore our brain can't really function as it should. Our toxins can't be washed out. Uh, as it should. So, if I take insufficient water and I actually do exercise, what will uh, what will happen is that I will sweat and I would actually wash out some of the toxins out of my system. And therefore, a professor that I've quoted previously, uh, Professor John Rutte, associate professor of psychiatry, uh, says that long before doctors even should. Consider prescribing medication. Their the first prescription should be exercise and water.
0: So, David, I think a lot of our listeners will be uh, who are listening right now would say, "Well, you know, 13 millilitres of water per ki- per body fat of uh, you know, per per kilo of of body weight," and they're probably thinking, "Well, I might not be drinking that water," as in, you know, taking a glass of water you know, uh, straight out of a, uh, a water filter or out of the tap or whatever, but I'm taking that water in through, uh, you know, coffee, um, soft drinks, alcohol, that kind of thing. Does that count?
5: No. It unluck- luckily, it does not even fruit juice. We're talking about the clear stuff. And here uh, yeah, I'm not referring to vodka. I'm talking about water um, because – your caffeinated drinks, Lyle, is in actual fact a diuretica, which actually expels more water out of your system than what you even can imagine. Uh, just so doing compi- an experiment.
0: Compi- you're actually drinking a liquid that is compounding the problem.
5: Exactly. Very true. So people that... Um, Haven't done this in the past might struggle to to drink that volume. In other words, if you're 50 kilograms of weight, you need 1.5 liters of water. That is your baseline water intake per day. If you're 100 kilograms, you need three liters of water. And uh, I would like to suggest to your listeners that they actually measure out that amount of water in in early morning, in bottles, and that they stagnate the taking in of that water throughout the day and by five o'clock have down the last drop. Why do I say five o'clock? Because I want to sleep tonight. I don't want to keep on running.
0: (laughs) Very good point.
5: (laughs) Initially, you will find that you will run uh, more frequently to the toilet, but that is purely because your body is trying to get rid of some toxins. That is God's way of, of cleansing your system from the inside out. And uh, people will become aware that their brain are are less fuzzy and less sluggish as they start to do the combination of exercise and proper water intake.
0: Okay, so uh, our coffee intake is actually going to dehydrate us. Uh, I'm just sort of looking at this and thinking to myself, well, if I've got this amount of water measured out for me, then if I get started into drinking that that's a fair chunk of water I'm probably not going to be able to have any room for coffee. Some people struggle to function without their coffee um, what do we what do we say for them
5: The choice is whether they really want to become better and this is where the struggle with depression lies, and that is that people do not want often when they're in the state of depression do not want to bring about change. Um, but the moment that they start to do it, they start to feel the benefit of it. As, as with exercise, they will feel no benefit in terms of depression for the first 10 days when they do exercise, but the, the moment they go beyond that 10th day, they will start to feel the benefit kicking in. Uh, in terms of anxiety, from the, uh, Professor Rotty says from that first moment that they started to exercise, the anxiety levels will start to drop. Uh, Professor Rotty actually suggests that when it comes to exercise that it is far easier to treat anxiety than depression, where in the medical world it's the other way around.,
2: ah,
0: fascinating stuff. Uh, So if we're treating it with medication, it's it's harder to treat the anxiety.
5: Now, what's very interesting is that in treating depression from a medical perspective, and I'm not denouncing the fact that some people need to be on medication. Some people need to stay on medication. And therefore, I'm actually encouraging your listeners – to stay in contact with the doctors. Don't jump off their medication. Let the doctor withdraw, but put these lifestyle changes in place. And as they start to harvest the benefit, the doctors will actually start to uh, take them off slowly from their medication. What's very interesting is that medication only start you start to feel the benefit of medication only after fourteen to twenty one days. So exercise and water intake already beats the uh, the, the medication
4: phenomenal with no stuff, side effects. With,
0: that's phenomenal stuff, right there. And you sort of wonder. You look at that, and you and and, and you wonder. You know. Why do we have such a pandemic of depression across our world right now? And it's because our lifestyle is so radically different from what it was 100 years ago.
5: And we have fallen into the trap of a quick fix modality where we want to just deal with the symptoms quickly and get it over with, and therefore the focus becomes symptom focus instead of causative focus. Now, let me just jump in here, Lyle, and there's another component in my lifestyle that I also want to raise, and that is bright light, sunlight. And half an hour to, to 40 minutes of bright light therapy, in other words, sitting outside in the bright sunlight, early morning, having your breakfast with your skin exposed to the sun will actually benefit you to, to, to help your body to create its own serotonin.
0: Okay, so here in Australia, we have been warned, you know, the sun has almost become an enemy and it's like, stay out of the sun, put on a hat, slip, slop, slap, all of these kind of things. Has that actually had a bit of a backlash in contributing to the depression pandemic?
5: We have so well marketed our Slip Slop and Slap uh, program uh, against, and there's a good reason for that, against skin cancer that we've actually become vitamin D deficient. But vitamin D is vital for us to be able to beat uh, depression. And therefore, you would have noticed that I said... Early morning sunlight. Yes. It is the early morning sunlight that is less toxic to your skin than later during the day. Stay out, cover up, slip, slop, and slap uh, from ten o'clock onwards. But before that, try to get your early morning sunlight straight into your face as well as um, onto your skin.
0: Yes, because even 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 our red-haired, fair-skinned friends can generally handle half an hour of early morning sunlight whereas midday sunlight, that might be a bit disastrous.
5: Exactly. Exactly. Half an hour of bright light therapy, in other words bright sunlight on your skin is so powerful, research shows that half an hour of exposure to the sun will actually regulate for females that battle with irregular menstrual cycle will start to help regulate that will actually help men to lift their testosterone levels that is how powerful the uh, bright light is that God provided for us now in the northern hemisphere during winter where they hardly ever see the sun. People actually need to use artificial medical grade bright light therapy. Uh, but here in Australia, we actually have ample light and we just need to be wise in using it effectively.
0: Does this explain why you know they talk about the winter blues and they talk about some cities that have, have higher rates of depression because they're more overcast than other areas? Is that then actually a real thing?
5: Seasonal effect disorder is uh, the term that is, is used or the acronym SAD uh, is the, the, the type of depression that comes due to a lack of bright light. And yeah. you don't need medication for seasonal effect disorder. You actually need just bright light therapy. Now, just an ordinary bright light won't work. It actually needs to be a medical grade light if uh, you, you can buy them in boxes, but honestly in Australia, we do not need that really we all, all that we need is to be very conscious of Getting black light into our face and onto our skin
0: And I think that you know people who are living in a home that has you know The more modern homes have those bigger windows the uh, you, know, you go back a hundred years or so and the old homes had these very very small windows Where they almost like tried to keep the sunlight out? maybe uh, Maybe if you're living in one of those older homes, the key is to do a bit of renovation, cut in some uh, cut some holes in the walls, and put some bigger windows in.
5: Very true. What is very typical of someone battling with depression is that they are often very very pale. Uh, they hardly ever see the sunlight because they even uh, draw close the curtains. They, they they just want to stay indoors in a dark environment. One of the signs of people battling with depression. And uh, it's quite a challenge to get them out of those doors and into the bright light uh, because it's so scary to, to change the routine. But it is that change that they will actually harvest the benefit of.
0: David Haupt, it is always excellent to have you come here on the show and just hear the simple things that make such massive differences in our lives. We've got to move on at this particular time. We have Melissa Otto. She's going to bring to us Enjoy the Sunshine. You're listening to Faith FM.
1: for you, nothing's gonna be enough for you. Because it's meant to be real, and real
0: life stories have baggage.
1: We know that Peter's a list canon. It's all about
0: context. And he chose different personalities to express that because his personality is infinite. it's a love song written to us, when we're at our lowest points, we've got backup.
1: Like a lot of the rational arguments for the existence of God, they tend to work better after you believe.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Listening to Faith FM, Positively Different
4: Radio. What comes to mind when you think of studying nursing? Practical experience? A rewarding career? Great employment prospects? When you think of nursing, think of Avondale College of Higher Education. 92.7% of our nursing graduates were employed within four months of completing their degree. With credible experience and with friends for life. To apply now, Visit avondale.edu.au. It's higher education designed for life.